0: I invite you to sit for a spell as I interview guests and spill the spiritual tea on how we can create the magical life we deserve. Welcome back Enchantresses. I have an amazing guest today who I cannot wait to introduce you to. She is a game changer and we are going to be discussing getting your shift together with Jamie Keene, aka the Slay coach, aka my business coach. Can you tell I'm giddy? <laughs> She's passionate about helping creatives, coaches, course creators, and slatey bosses to scale their business to six, fig- six figures, blow the fuck up online, and create a tribe who are hashtag obsessed with them using a combination of mindset, spirituality, and business strategy. Jamie started her million dollar empire as a beauty school dropout, tens of thousands of dollars in debt, even a million dollar empire running bad bitch, bad bitches have to start mm-hmm. somewhere. Jamie also hosts online programs and her upcoming event, Summon of Slay. Woo-hoo. You can connect with her at theslaycoach.com, and no worries, because it will be in the description of this episode. Jamie, welcome.
1: Yay! I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for that wonderful introduction.
0: Uh, you're most welcome. straight from your website. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, did we write that? That's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, right from the website.
1: So was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And one thing I, I love as the listeners I know have already picked up is your energy. And this uh event that you have come up the four day and I, I think of this as a movement, not just a, a four day event, but it's 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 for me, I feel like it's a movement. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted to talk about the four simple shifts that you have to accelerate to six figures in record time. Um, and because I know my business has changed in the few months that we've been working together. Uh, so one, I want to talk about your energy before we dive into the fir- uh, the four simple shifts. where do you get your energy from?
1: <laughs> Girl, God, the universe, spirit,
0: <laughs>
1: like, well, I mean, I wasn't always like this. I think energy comes, energy is it cannot be created or destroyed it humans we have to look at ourselves once i learned that my body and my thoughts were like a power plant that like i didn't just like have a limited amount of energy that i could create my own energy mm. when i learned that that i had energy inside of me that could be tapped into that came from a higher place it's like i felt like i could I wasn't, I was generating it from another source. So, mm. and that was energy that, And obviously I'm a human. Like I have my moments. I have downtime. I have time where I'm not okay. I have time where I'm sad and anxious and all the things. But once I learned that I could generate energy, channeling it from a, my higher source through thought work, mindset work, and building up my own personal beliefs and confidence, which I thought people, you just, I thought you were just born with it. I thought you just, like, had confidence or you didn't. Mm. Or that meant you were an extrovert or an introvert. And, like, neither of those things are really true. And I was always an extrovert, but I was always super insecure. I had a lot of trauma. Um, I was made fun of a lot. I was a medical kid who went to the doctor all the time. I had scoliosis. I had surgeries. I, like, I just had a lot of trauma from getting like a stereotype of growing up in a lower income part of town and not choosing not to go to college. That meant that I was a loser and then getting knocked up at 19. That also meant that I was a loser. And so I had these like big like hits on my confidence. Right. And so when I learned about self-help, personal development, spirituality, cause I was like borderline atheist. I was like agnostic Mm-hmm. and now i just i call spirit god i use them interchangeably the universe god whatever you want to call your source of power i, I don't subscribe to any specific religion but i was like leaving the catholic church really disenchanted from anything spiritual or god related because i thought if you said god mm-hmm. that means jesus and i mm-hmm. think jesus is so, is so dope like jesus is cool as fuck like i'm cool with jesus but like I thought once I learned there were other ways to like tap into source um, and t- t- learning about my own power sources. And I was like, whoa, this is a fucking game changer. Mm-hmm. And I stopped creating. Once I learned that, I started diving into self-help books, looking for mentorship in any place that I could find it. I've had a mentor consistently for six and a half years now. So in some capacity, some way, shape, or form for six and a half years, I've had some type of business mentor. And so finding that mentorship of someone who believes in you, who holds you accountable, who has gone first, who can show you the way a little bit, like, <laughs> help you carve mm-hmm. the path out for yourself, but if you look at pictures from me six years ago, you're like, who the fuck is this bitch? That is not the same girl that I see on the internet today. Like a <laughs> whole different person. You'll see me mm-hmm. at 28 years old, dressed up like a mom of two working a corporate job with a buttoned up polo and short blonde hair and glasses. Because that's, I thought I needed to look more professional in my corporate job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so like mm-hmm. I was not living my truest need then. So if, any of these shifts can happen for me, they can happen for you. So my energy really is healing my trauma, working on self first, like putting myself first um, for the first time, because I'd never really done that. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: then just understanding, like really taking like a scientific approach to understanding energy. So Dr. Joe Dispenza's books, um, really understanding how energy works, Mm -hmm. how your thoughts are created, how you can recreate new thoughts in order to tap into extra energy from source and just learning how the mind works really was a game changer for me. Mm,
0: that is so beautiful and powerful and, and relatable. Uh, yeah, cause we, we experience so much and a lot of times we don't know how to Heal like what's what's the path for that, and also confidence is a huge issue. It's okay, I healed now. What or I'm in the process of healing. Okay, what does that mean, and how can I still achieve my goals? Because now it looks like you're you're, you're further and further and further behind, but that's not true. It's just a matter of strategies, and that's one thing that I love about what you do is that you focus a lot on framework mindset work. And I didn't realize that that was something that I was tapping into, but didn't understand it and fully really dive into that. And the push you gave me <laughs> to like, girl, if you don't go out there and you no know, promote yourself more. And I, I just love how you said that you just, you know, you put yourself first. That is and- just so powerful.
1: Because not putting yourself first is a trauma response.
0: (laughs) Mm, Wow. I've never heard anyone say that. It's a trauma response. How about that?
1: It is. Because if no one ever put you first, then you learned that you didn't matter. So maybe your parents had too many jobs or too many kids or whatever. If, like, whatever happened growing up, Or maybe a past life or whatever reason you got shit. We all have shit, right? Whatever reason that you have shit. If no one ever showed you how to put yourself first. Or maybe you were the caretaker in your family and everyone else around you was putting themselves first. So you had to prioritize other people because Mm -hmm. they let you know that, hey, look, you got to put me first then you never put yourself first. And if you're always surrounding yourself with people who never allow you your own boundaries to put yourself first, then you'll never prioritize your own personal growth. And I don't believe we can fully love or be of service to anyone until we have learned how to truly accept ourselves. And I don't mean like, oh, just love yourself, like kumbaya. No, I mean like, truly <laughs> accept the divine mm-hmm. and the human together because I believe that we're supposed to have a human experience, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't believe it's meant to be easy for humans. I believe we're here to learn lessons and it's meant to be the connection, bridging the gap between our spiritual self and our physical self in this body mm-hmm. and in this 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 world right now. And tapping into that, both sides of that is why I teach mindset, spirituality and business strategy because I believe why me? Why did I grow so fast? It was tapping into all of the above. I was never the one that just taught manifestation or just taught business strategy. Because it. even though everyone tells you to niche, micro niche, micro niche. Yes, I do agree with that. It is a very quick way to grow. I could have grown even faster if I probably just picked one thing that I taught And then done the other stuff behind the scenes, but I felt out of integrity. I was like, no, I got to teach them the whole damn package. I want to be the whole damn package for you. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, so it, it really all matters. But I like to say that like growing your online presence or your business, or even getting ahead in your corporate job involves some type of strategy to get Mm -hmm. to that goal. And that is a very humanistic thing. It's very three-dimensional. It's heavy. Sometimes it weighs people down when they overthink too much on what to do. So simplifying mm-hmm. the to-do, making a simple roadmap for yourself to scale. And I'll talk about the shifts, the scalability shifts that really shifted for me, um, not in the corporate world, but in my business was really understanding that it, all of that matters. And so that's why the four shifts incorporate all. So part one of the shifts, are focusing on the most scalable thing that you can do. The most scalable thing in your skills, gifts that you can monetize. So like if Tia decides to take a one-on-one client, can you sit on the phone all day with everybody and their mother and give them a one-on-one call?
0: (laughs) Absolutely not.
1: (laughs) Like, no, I'm not trying to build entrepreneurs out there who are creating new nine to fives for themselves. Like, Mm. I don't want to wake up early. <laughs> That's why I don't work for someone <laughs> <Yes. anyone> else. <laughs> like, I am unemployable, Tia. I am unemployable. I am the worst employee.
0: <laughs> Just put Literally. an X over it. Eh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't hire me. Don't want to do that. You tell me to do something. I'm going to do the opposite. I don't want to be told what to do. I don't want to be there when you want me there. I don't like obligation, except for to my family and my really close friends.
0: <laughs> but like, exactly, yeah,
1: I crave freedom and autonomy. So our brand values really represent that. So mm-hmm. I would be out of integrity to teach people to grow this high ticket coaching practice and do spend their whole week on the phone. I know coaches right. out there, Tia, legit. Like, yeah, they're making good money, but at what cost? Mm, at yeah. what cost you see them with their fancy bags or their crystals that cost a thousand dollars that they're living inside a giant purple anamethyst or some shit
0: like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about those uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm cracking up so <laughs> yes
1: okay, I live inside it it costs $16,000
0: <sighs> I mind it myself <laughs> right
1: <laughs> so like Like that's fine if that is what they want, but like I had to create a path for what I believed was right for myself and for my people. And I say my people, meaning the people that have the same values as Mm. I have, which our values are autonomy, freedom, time, freedom, and building generational wealth for people. And it happens Mm. and it can happen quickly but you have to be able to focus. So focusing in on the most profitable thing in your product suite that is going to solve a problem for people that people are going to get great results with that is going to deliver value so that they'll tell their fucking friends. Because if people don't like your product, they're not going to tell their friends. They're not going to be like, oh my God, they're not at the end of the program or the course or the product or the service and be like, oh, that helped me so much. If they're not like, oh, that helped me so much,
0: they're mm-hmm. going to be like, okay,
1: cool, thanks. They're not going to tell their friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, we got to create something, and this might take some time. This is the hardest part, is finding that unique gift and skill set and that unique problem, and it involves talking to your people, your audience, seeing what they need help with that also matches up with your skill set and passions. And that's shift one. So really finding your moneymaker is that scalable product that isn't going to require you to be on the phone all day Or like me in my case is when I first started, I I was running my business in a way that I saw it being done by other people. So I was doing all these in-person private VIP days. I was flying Mm -hmm. all over the world, spending a ton of money on clients all the time. So yeah, they were paying me a ton of money, but I wasn't profiting off of it because I was turning around and creating these luxury experiences for people. Mm -hmm. When I'm like, that doesn't really get them results. It gets them a quick burst high of feeling like I had a high vibe day, but that lasted a day. Yeah. And so what, then what? <laughs> so like, right. that wasn't, that wasn't for me. So I create luxury experiences now in a group setting that is going to be lasting and sustainable where people feel really valued and they have a community and a really high quality business education. And then shift two was really layering an income plan and diversifying the way that you receive money. So Like if you have a nine to five, that's an income stream. If you have a course, that could be another asset. It's a digital asset that makes you money. And if you buy a rental property, a real estate property, start an Airbnb business, like hell, this RV we just bought, I could turn around, turn that into an asset, put it on RV share and rent it out for 250 bucks a night. So I could turn that into a money making asset for me. And so understanding how to leverage your your assets, your gifts, and use that for increasing value in the world, because your monetary result is going to be a reflection of the value that you're able to put out into the world. And so if I know this sounds like harsh, but if people don't find your product valuable, mm-hmm. they're not going to like, there's not going to be a good exchange there. They're not going to buy it. It's not going to sell. It's going to be hard to sell if it doesn't have a really great transformation or a desire that oh, mm. I want this, like maybe it's a membership where you pull cards because they really like love showing up to your lives. Or maybe you turn your free lives into a paid membership where you pull cards for people every day or every other day or once a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a million ways to create value. There's a trillion ways to create value in the world, but finding out building one. So I call it the layering income plan, building out one, asset at a time that you can take payment plans instead of paid in full so that you can get paid over six months instead of one time but when you do that for a year and you've just launched three different things over the course of the year that all have six to twelve month payment plans guess what you don't have to worry about money the rest of the year because you're getting paid for the next year does that make sense Mm,
0: yeah mind blown When, when you talked about that I just thought to myself holy shit why, like, why aren't more people talking about this? <laughs> that makes so much sense because it, it's been a push for so long to get the money, get the money, get the money, get that quick money, and, get that quick money. Yeah. Have all these extra bonuses to get them to pay in full. And then you came along and you, you just pretty much said, yeah, forget all that. Uh, mm-hmm. why not have payments over several months and then you're in the flow of money and you don't have to work as hard <laughs> for it. I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh, he just blew my mind.
1: <laughs> yep. So I'm going to dive deeper on that subject. Cause I have more tips that are going to blow your mind on that as to why payment plans. So sign up for the training that starts on Monday. Um, and then mm-hmm. part three, the third shift is the future really understanding the future of attraction marketing. Because as times grow and shift and change, like if you remember five years ago, how easy it was to blow up on Instagram if you just had a pretty grid.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Like now Instagram comes out and says, all right, look, we're a video platform now. Fuck your grid. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like They're coming out saying, look, you have to create video. But they're also coming out saying, hey, we're going to pay you for those videos. But like figuring out the pivot before everyone else does. So if you can be in the top 10 to 20% of the people that figure it out, what the next thing is, and it doesn't mean always, you're going to be like, Jamie, but do I have to hop from thing to thing? There's always going to be a new trend. There's always going to be a new trend. There is, there's always going to be a new trend, but what will stay consistent is not going to be the medium of which you share content. Like that's always going to change. It's going to be photos are going to be cool, and then it's going to be videos. And then guess what? People are going to get tired of videos. And then guess what? It's going to go back to pictures again. They're going to want to see. They're going to want to start reading long form blogs again. And like, it's always just how think. What do you think about like bell bottoms? Like these baggy ass (laughs) jinko jeans? Come on, it's like ninety two all over again. (laughs) So, (laughs) so like, fashion is recycled. Marketing trends are recycled. But what does not change? Is operating from an attractive place, an attraction marketing space of attracting by understanding your brand values, standing for something, being polarizing, meaning you don't have to stand against something, you can, that is also polarizing, but standing for something in your niche, really standing for something, I like to say I zig when everyone else is zagging, Mm -hmm. and Also, finding your unique, like, if I were to put you on a magazine cover, what are people going to remember you for? Like, people know that I have purple hair, obviously. They know that I say fuck a lot. They know that I'm a cat mom, and I love my kids. So, like, they equate all these things to me. So, when they see something purple in the store, they're like, oh, it reminds me of the sleigh coach." They're thinking about me all the time.
0: They're happy with me.
1: (laughs) right yeah because that's why you have the following you have
0: no for for sure i remember and i think i don't know if i said it in the group or if i messaged you this but someone had the purple that you use and i'm like wait a minute i just forgot she doesn't have a trademark copy or whatever it's called for that color purple but i just associate that purple you're like why is she using jamie's purple like i really said (laughs) that to myself (laughs) But it's, it's true so though.
1: <laughs> but like when I started, when I started, oh God, I had this like, and, and attracting is going to, ch- your attraction values, your values usually don't shift unless you go through a radical transformation. Your values stay pretty similar. Like I went through a radical transformation. And so our brand values used to be very much built on wealth and, um, it was still wealth and freedom, but family wasn't up there very high. And that's, you know, like I hate admitting that, but like I have to be radically honest and authentic is that I was prioritizing my ego and I wasn't prioritizing my family. And so when we, when the pandemic hit and we pivoted to passive, more passive streams of income and dropped our product suite, half our product suite off to be able to focus on really doing a great job for more people, then. Everything shifted. We shifted our value statement. We shifted what we stand for. My interests shift even. Hell, now I just want to go out and be in nature all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I just want to go out and like be in, be at the lake with my kids, be on a boat, mm-hmm. like go paddle boarding. I want to be at the beach. I want to travel with my kids. Like we bought an RV today. So like everything changes. So it's not that like TikTok's going to be new or Instagram's not. Gonna is going to be new and it's going to change. Yes, you will have to learn some marketing tactic. Like your message and what you stand for should stay consistent unless you're like me and you go through like a radical aha moment. But the understanding the basics of attraction marketing and building out your values, your value statements, your value proposition, what you teach and what you stand for in teaching or how you deliver value to the world. And why it's mm-hmm. different, differentiating yourself from others in your market. Super, super important. And it's fundamental basics that it's, it's been taught in business since capitalism was invented. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: like I just break it down in a way that is for the modern woman <laughs> and not like some old white dude and a professor
0: at a university. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a dusty brown suit. <laughs>
1: Where but ain't. That ain't never yes. ran a business before that knows nothing like the, knows real life, no real life business experience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. And so, yeah, uh, um, gosh, I just lost my train of thought. Get Your Shift Together begins this Monday, July 26th, mm-hmm. and it carries on until Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, wrapping up on the 29th. So the link is in the description for this episode. It's free. Make sure you sign up. Do not pass this, up on this.
1: <laughs> this won't happen again until next year. So day four, we're walking through the scalable systems. Like mm-hmm. what, what do you actually need to hire out? Like what do you need to invest in? How can you save money? Maybe you don't need to hire this out. What mm-hmm. does it look like to scale without working more? How can we use our money for good to work for us to grow the nugget? I like say, growing the nugget. We're putting the money back in. So what I did real hard in the beginning is when I would make a bunch of money, I would put it back in the business, girl. I would put it back in the business. And this is what, like, mm-hmm. Amazon wasn't profitable for 15 years.
0: Mm-hmm. Isn't that wow. crazy?
1: Would you wow. keep going after 15 years of not being profitable? Would you?
0: If, if I had the passion, the vision, I mean, I would be scared. I, I don't, that's, that's hard. I might, so my first instinct is to say no. But if I really, truly believed in something, I would figure out who I need to hire. Like, what do I need to do <laughs> to get there? Like, because I have this vision. It needs to happen. Who do I need to hire or connect with?
1: <laughs> yep. So it's like, it's crazy when you think about like, sorry, I took that back. I just read, I pulled up to quote myself. It was 14 years. Fourteen, wow. Not 15. That's but, I was like, verify that before I say the wrong thing, but (laughs) don't quote me on the exact year, but it was years, y'all. Like, and he was working like Jeff Bezos. People want to make fun of him for his dick rocket right now. Like, I mean, that's hilarious. (laughs) I mean, can you, yeah, trickle down my ass. Um, (laughs) go fly on your dick rocket and, but think about that though. He worked 80 hours a week for Mm -hmm. like five years. So when you believe in something, and people out out here, Tia, they want to give up after a year. It's not working. They want to give up after year two. Y'all, I am in year six. Mm -hmm. Year six. Granted, I'm only in, it'll be four years in November of this business. No, seven. Seven years. So July just hit seven years in online marketing. Girl, I didn't know shit the first year. I was like barely dabbling. But six years of actively working in online marketing business. I did three years of network marketing and then it'll be three and a half, almost four years ago, I started this brand. We hit 250K our first year. We hit seven figures the next year. And yeah, and then just kept going. So it's like, that's not normal. I don't like pe- I don't even like telling my financial success because I want people to realize how not normal it that is, but mm-hmm. also to realize how much I put back into that nugget. Like you don't want to know my profits that first year. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> pull- I, Cause I don't even know them, but I think we tried incessantly because this is why I say know your numbers. My husband's an accountant, so he teaches in the fast track, which is our signature group coaching program. It's called Slay School, the Fast Track, which is where Tia and I met. And Tia Mm -hmm. is a graduate of that. So I haven't told Tia this. We changed the name. It's Slay School, the Fast Track Business Accelerator. So that is the full title because the whole, the curriculum you guys for this year, totally revamped, totally modernized. Not what every other business expert is teaching out there in the online space. This is next level shit. So when I say know your numbers, like... If you are an entrepreneur, you should be out there taking every deduction possible. Like knowing your numbers, knowing how much to reinvest back into the business to grow it for what return you're trying to get. How much should mm-hmm. you spend on paid advertising? How much should you spend on a team member? What part of your mm-hmm. revenue goal should be put back into the business versus what should you put in savings or in another asset? Like we just bought an Amazon store. So diversifying your, your income streams. So we mm. teach all of that inside of our program. When I say we, I mean, my husband teaches all those number thingies because I don't do that. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no. I am a language <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
1: I teach ethical persuasion and branding and sales and marketing. So I teach the fundamentals of business. My husband comes in with the, all the things I fucking hate. <laughs> And you guys, that, <laughs> But they matter. They do matter. Mm-hmm. If we're a human being, we have to look at the realities that the man wants his tax bill. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we have to pay those taxes, but we can also help educate you guys on how to pay as little as possible. My husband is an accountant. So, so yeah, it's just like business is not easy and it is not for everyone. It is not for the week.
0: Like, mm-hmm. God,
1: it's so much more fun.
0: <laughs> I swear. It, it is. Yeah. And so when, when because yeah, you definitely had a lot of shifts and then you help people with shifts. Like, again, even with me, like I am definitely not the same woman from January from a few months ago. And so what are some of the, the things that you had to debunk with yourself and some of the things that you've seen with the students to help them with the shifts?
1: Um I had to debunk for myself That I wasn't qualified in the beginning. Who am Mm. I to do this? I don't have enough experience. And if the divine calls you, you are qualified. Um, God doesn't, what is this phrase? God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called.
0: Mm. So um,
1: I think that's a Bible quote someone told me a long time ago but i think the bible's cool too. um i don't have one but i believe people when they tell me that that came from the bible. <laughs> but like i tell everybody cuz i used to be such a hater on Christianity when i left the catholic religion i went the other way and i was like fuck that shit. i don't believe. <laughs> and now i'm like, y'all, the bible is like the world's first self-help book. We should like not hate on that so I think spiritual people like to separate themselves from Christianity instead of just like taking nuggets of it that are valuable you know (laughs) like there are (laughs) are valuable things in it because I know a lot of people have a lot of traumas around different types of religion Mm -hmm. but each thing has its own message and so I truly believe that if you are called you are qualified That is like my favorite quote in the whole world and so having that aha moment really got me out of my own fucking way because I was in my own way I was like well Mm -hmm. I was holding myself back and you don't have to wait for a rock bottom moment like I had which is when our daughter got diagnosed with infantile scoliosis and I was like all right fine I have to like stop worrying about what other people are going to think of me and finally do this business that I know I'm going to be really good at because I had a lot of experience in this and so I finally got on my way I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. People are going to judge me. They're going to say I'm not ready. They're going to say you're not qualified to teach that. Who are you to do that? And I'm going to fucking do it anyway. They're going to say it and I'm still going to do it.
0: And Mm. it's okay.
1: And I'll be okay. (laughs)
0: Like
1: haters going to hate. Let them. Yeah. It is safe mm -hmm. to let people think whatever they want to think about me. That is my affirmation. I am safe. Mm. And people can think, I can let people, allow people to say whatever they want to say about me. Like, we're trying to control. It's force. That is not a vibration of manifestation. Control and force is not sexy. The universe is not going to deliver what you want in your life by trying to control and force everything.
0: Mm-hmm. No, Damn. yeah. That. Oh, you got it.
1: No, that was it. I was just saying,
0: bam! Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought you said Anne. <laughs> no. Bam. Yeah. And, and that that's so true. And thinking back to even what you said earlier, how you were uh going the professional route and the way you looked, and I, I'm i thinking about how I try to make uh pink work and you know have that aesthetically pleasing right. IG, you know, setup and things like that. But it, I, it, I wasn't 100% true to myself because deep down inside, I was like, I don't even really care for the color pink like that. Like, I don't mind the <laughs> muted pink. But I was just like, well, this is working, right? This is what the industry is saying. And then you came mm-hmm. along. You was like, fuck all that shit. Big <laughs> mm-hmm. the when they zag. The yeah. <laughs> Zig, yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. We got to think what about this. List. This, this analogy to with the color pink is actually the analogy that I give everyone is if you are staring out at a hundred pink elephants, a room of a hundred pink elephants and there's a purple giraffe standing in the middle, what are you going to see first?
0: Mm, the purple giraffe. <laughs> I make,
1: I make that joke on myself because I'm tall and lanky and I have really long arms and. long legs so and purple hair. So I'm the purple giraffe. Like you want to blend in with what everyone else is doing. The surefire way to do that is to have the same branding that everyone else has. And a surefire way is to say the same message and teach the same thing and have the same opinion that everyone else is teaching. That is what Mm -hmm. I'm teaching in the shifts next week. Go your
0: pave your own fucking road and make it purple or whatever and make it color. <laughs> oh the purple road! <laughs> now now that's a city that I would want to go to the slay city <laughs>
1: the slay city I know right and come to the slay school we start in august
0: <laughs> yes yes absolutely and uh so final second and final question uh cuz with with the the shifts that happen people are going to hands down come out a different person. There's just no way when you're working with Jamie, you're going to come out the same person. So what were some of the the ways that you prepared yourself? Cause I know you have a daily ritual, which I love with your purple uh, tea mm-hmm. set. So what what are some of the ways that you, you keep yourself at, at that high by frequency where you can continue to grow your business and so forth? Well, this
1: is actually, I made kind of an Instagram story about this today. I didn't go into super detail. It was just like words. But I was so anti-routine. I'm such a rebel that like I, because I had such a chip on my shoulder that I always thought I could never be successful because I'm too scatterbrained. I'm too unorganized. I'm too ADD. I'm too inconsistent in life. And I never stick with anything. And that could never be me, right? So we have to change our identity and say all of those things are not working against me that is what makes me magic and that is why I am magical and we find and work with those things and turn them on their head and make them our strengths so what Mm. I hated about all these fucking personal development books did I learn a couple of nuggets from each of them yes but half the personal development books out there preach this fucking story high performance habits and I'm like wake Mm. up at 930 if you want I don't give a fuck I don't have a specific morning routine that I do every day. So what shifted there for me was I spent so much time hating on morning routines and being like, I'm never going to be that person that has a morning routine. I decided to create rituals for myself because rituals sounded so much more expansive mm-hmm. and it didn't feel like a morning routine. Morning routine felt like I needed to set an alarm and the whole fucking thing yeah. of me starting a business was so I didn't have to set an alarm.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yes.
1: No, that's why I did not go to college. I did not go to college because after high school, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm not getting up early again. Um, And I worked at night, so I couldn't take, I worked at night, so I couldn't do night school. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not getting up early again. I just got done with 12 years of this shit. I am not waking up in the morning. Like, absolutely not. No, thank you. I think my daughter is fucking insane. My daughter is 14 years old, (laughs) has this most privileged lifestyle. She could be homeschooled. Graduate high school in two more years online with the school we were in. Decided she wants to go back to real school. Now she has two-a-day practices. She has to be there at 6.30 a.m. for the next three months. Five days a week. No, six days a week. At 6.30 a.m. Get the fuck out of here. She chooses that. <laughs> I'm like, you're crazy. There's no part of me. Huh. I don't get it. So, y'all, when you if you are not a morning person, we have to stop allowing society to tell us that's what it takes to be successful and make your own fucking quote unquote routine. Like also I don't use the word budget because budget does not feel sexy to me. And I've always been a person that if I wanted something, I was not going to deny myself. So what I would do as a teenager is I would just get like three jobs and go work until I had the thing that I desired. And now I don't want to work more. Mm -hmm. In order to not work more, I need to have a plan. So we call it our spending plan, or else I'll have to work more to get the things that I want. Or I could just align with a plan that gets me closer to my financial goals, to building digital assets, to having the RV that we just paid cash for today, to putting money into our Roth or our 401k or whatever. Like, like I have a plan, Mm -hmm. and that feels expansive. And exciting. But a budget? Bitch, you put me on a budget. I'm going to punch you. No, not (laughs) me. No, thank you. I'm not the fucking one. Don't put me on a budget. Don't even say that word in my presence. That's a dirty. It's the only dirty word in my house. (laughs) I
0: love it. It's the dirty B word.
1: (laughs) So change the same thing with your morning routine. If you don't like the word routine, that if it does work for you, oh girl, I'm so lucky because the society is going to tell you you're right. But if society is telling you that you're wrong because you don't have a morning routine, then create a ritual and start it whenever you feel ready to start that. So for me, that looks like my mornings are, I wake up at nine, nine thirty. If I had beer the night before, or maybe too much weed the night before it, it might be 10 (laughs) o'clock before I roll out of bed. I usually am awake by nine o'clock and I might just lay there and check in with clients or scroll social media or whatever. But like, all those things like don't look at your phone first thing in the morning blah blah, blah, blah. like mm-hmm.
0: don't tell me what to Eat do
1: <laughs> don't tell me don't tell me what to do i'm going to do the opposite so you have to find what works for you and evaluate do i need to stop scrolling as much do i need to get up earlier and that will make me feel accomplished don't feel pressured from outside books or gurus Mm. or whoever tells it you... Like I just shared a post that says, Millionaire Morning Routine. It was like a sponsored post by one of my favorite self-help guru, best-selling author guys. I love him. He's such a good guy. But I saw this ad from him, and I blocked out his name. But I was like, no, not you. I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what? I made a million dollars, and I don't have... I made more than a million dollars, and I have no morning routine.
0: So... (laughs) And that's why I love you. Like it's, it's, it's such a relief to see the other side of something. When, when you see so much of this is the way, this is the way, this is the way, but I'm a night out. Like literally I, my, my creativity hits the most starting like around not 10 o'clock ish. I will mm-hmm. record podcast episodes, create reels and stuff and then go to bed four or five o'clock in the morning. Like and I'm okay with that. And I'll sleep in a little bit, wake up ten, eleven o'clock. And I do scroll Instagram. I I follow a bunch of motivational people and things like Mm -hmm. that. And I love that. And I like the Santa rituals. I like I like that. That is so much better than if you don't get up at four thirty and jog at least three miles or a mile and then read a book and then journal. I'm like, ugh. I don't even yeah. want to talk in the morning, let alone
1: right. <laughs> right? Well, because what people will do, they'll say, oh, well, I didn't start my morning routine, so I won't do any of it because it's a whole package that comes together. Rituals are individual. Mm-hmm. And you can take one at a time, take it or leave it. So for me, if I have four different rituals that I do in the morning and I don't have time for every every one of them for some reason that day because I slept too long or I had a call that was early or whatever, then I still have time for at least one of them. But if I have a morning routine, that feels like a total package deal and then I do none of it. And that's not helping me either, but not right. doing any self care in the morning. So rituals, mm, individual, you can like mix them around. It's kind of like a build your own burrito bowl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. Now, and budget sounds like why, why you got to hold me back?
1: <laughs> like I get it, <laughs> but no, yeah,
0: you know. No budget bitches here.
1: I'm not, not for me.
0: <laughs> so, uh, final question. Any final thoughts? Because we covered a lot, but, and any final thoughts?
1: Just show up and make a lot of fucking mistakes. There's gonna be mm. posts that nobody fucking likes. There's gonna be com- things that get crickets and no comments. There's gonna be a product that no one fucking wants. There's gonna be a launch that flops. There's going to be I have had flop launches. I've had webinars with no one show up. I have, I've had clients mad at me. I have had to say, I'm sorry. Be willing to say you're sorry. Be willing to make it up to people and just keep fucking going. Like the only way to lose y'all is to stop. Mm. You're going to cross the finish line eventually. Mm. So stop looking at how quick other people are getting there. Evaluate like this is why. I do talk about privilege in the online space. It's not my platform. Like I don't, you know, talk about it every single day, but like people are not, none of us are starting at the same starting line, but you're comparing yourself to how far other people are when, Mm -hmm. okay, you look at how quickly my business grew, but what you didn't see was the three years behind the scenes
0: Mm -hmm. of doing
1: network marketing where I served people for free. I did not charge anything. In my free groups, I ran challenges every single month for three years for free and didn't get paid. I mean, I got paid through the network marketing company, but I got paid like 40 bucks per customer per person once. Like, (laughs) you know, like I was making good money, like on my team volume and stuff. But but, like I worked for free for years, for three Mm -hmm. years. And so my starting point was higher than everyone else's when I started this business. And then if someone has a rich husband, if someone is honestly a really like pretty privilege or mm-hmm. pretty white girls or the girl with a nice body mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? Like we all have our different starting points, right. not that you have to get prettier or a better body. You have to learn how to u- utilize your gifts and skills and what makes you unique. Mm-hmm. But like we all have different starting points experience levels we have different experience levels different experience levels with social media tools and different size email lists and whatever like different size followings. just fucking you have to look at how far you've come for yourself and where you actually want to go and not how far the competition has come because you have no idea where
0: they started Man, we need to get that transcribed and make that a thesis because that right. needs to be part of the rule book. And I don't even like rules, but that needs to be part of it. And so I, I just want to say with Get Your Shift Together, again, and starts uh this Monday, the 26th. What you'll receive are four live trainings with Q&A. Clarity of knowing exactly what to do to scale your monthly recurring revenue. Simple to complete worksheets to lay out your step-by-step plan for your next six months of revenue. And it goes without saying, you get access to Jamie. I mean, you know, this is a, a snippet of her energy, her thought process. The, the sacred space she creates, okay, it's, it's, uh, I honestly don't even know how to put it into a couple of words because the <laughs> building blocks that have really like, I'm trying to find like an all-encompassing word and it's just like as many adjectives. <laughs> but I, I, I will say even with the connections you make, one one of the main reasons why I, uh, well, the main reason why I, how I found Jamie and connected with her was through another person. As Jamie was saying earlier, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, when your products and who you are are really hot, you know, like really good, mm-hmm. people will talk about you. And mm-hmm. Sam, the cosmic witch who she'd been on the podcast, she was, uh, in one of my summits, she posted that she was getting her hair done like Jamie.
1: And I thought, wow,
0: how cool is that? And who is this sleigh coach? And I checked her out and I'm like, holy shit, I need to know this woman. So it's just like that. And that was online. I didn't talk to Jamie. I just saw her pictures. I saw someone who was just so tapped into her frequency and what she's doing. And she's a successful entrepreneur too, that she, she was inspired to get her hair like the sleigh coach. So if that doesn't say anything alone, imagine the business expertise you're gonna get from the free program. Let a just the free program, okay? Well, so I don't <laughs> okay. Regardless
1: of whether you sign up for Slay School, you're gonna get a ton of value next week. And that is my goal to show up and deliver. And she does it
0: consistently and very well. Thank you so much, Jamie. This was a delight. And I know everyone can take so many nuggets from your amazing words.
1: Yeah, I'm so honored, so grateful to be of service to you and to be on this journey with you. And I love you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so much. And to everyone, you know, I'm sending you lots of love, many blessings. I'm rooting for you. And remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in, Madeline. Let's keep in touch. Join the VIP email list by going to com. And as always, I'm sending you lots of love, many blessings. I'm rooting for you. And remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time.